Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Good for kilowatt hours. What I goat, mean by that goat yes. for kilowatt hours. Yes. So what I mean is that I want to exchange their goat for solar. Hey there, solar warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome back, Solar Warrior. I'm thrilled you've chosen to spend yet another hour of your life with us, and I'm excited to bring you today's guest. Today's entrepreneur has become a friend yet again through Energy Twitter. If you're not familiar with hashtag Energy Twitter and you are at all on Twitter, I suggest you go do a quick search and uh, you'll come up with great content. I have found uh, Guled, or rather he found me through the Twitterverse. And he reached out to tell me about the innovative ways that he's building his fledgling startup, offering solar power to rural communities in his native home country of Somalia. He may be the first and only company in the world thus far to exchange solar power for goats. Yep, you heard that right. And he goes into detail about the how and why on today's episode. Guled Ahmed is an enterprising immigrant from Somalia who's been building his company, Power Off Grid, as a side hustle funded from his real estate investments in Arizona. He has an inspiring story and just might leave you wondering whether you are accomplishing all that you could be with your time and talents. You'll find 170 other inspiring and influential leaders' stories over at mysuncast.com. And while you're there, won't you check out the Suncast Tribe or at least subscribe to the newsletter so you don't miss out on a single episode or announcement. For now... Get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, as we tune in to another powerful conversation here on Suncast. Today is going to be a fantastic foray into a slightly different type of or or angle of our business, which is the global business of disrupting fossil fuels with solar and renewable energy. Today's guest, well, we're going to talk about his name. Today's guest is Guled, uh, but Guled Willick Ahmed, a family name. Uh, I'm going to ask a few questions to help understand Guled's background. Guled is the CEO and founder of Power Off Grid. This company has a number of firsts, but among them was introducing for the first time in history a pay-as-you-go trade program in Somalia. We're going to get into the details of that. How and why is Guled showing up on Suncast? Well, it's because he took my word for it when I said, please tell me if you think you've got a story worth talking about on Suncast. He reached out to me on Twitter. And so I'll say that Guled is now the second sort of Twitter follower who has become a guest on the show. The first being Jason Edens of Real. And I am really excited about this conversation. Guled, thank you for being on Suncast today. Thank you for having me. Guled, you are originally from Somalia, is that correct? Yes. What was that transition like for you? Kind of tell me, help me understand the desire and the catalyst that moved you out of Somalia and into the United States. First of all, thank you, Nico, for having me in this show. I'm originally from Somalia. 
so before I moved to the United States, uh, I, I was living in Pakistan. And Somalia and Pakistan have a cultural exchange program. So I did my civil engineering there and also my master's in water resource management. So I've been working there uh, with a, a hydropower company in Pakistan, uh, managing 10 dams, hydro planning. So I was already involved in energy. So my family live here uh, in the United States, Minnesota. And so my, my mo- mom sponsored me. So I got the green card. So I was planning to go back to Africa when I finished my studies, but I got the green card. So well, I said, let me take this opportunity. And that's how I landed uh, in USA. You're now in Arizona, and to jump a little bit ahead, you're developing real estate, and you're a realtor in Arizona. How the heck does that connect to the solar industry at all? Absolutely. It's a totally different field. Um, I enjoy doing uh, real estate and, and engineering work. But then um, I always interested, since I'm uh, my master's degree, uh, postgraduate is based on water resource management, and I've developed work in hydropower field. So... My goal was to power people the get go and providing you know um, you know water infrastructure invest uh, development that kind of sort. The way solar came when I came to United States after you know real estate starting and whatnot was that I've heard this program back in 2009 when it started Power Africa, uh, which uh, I believe Obama started, and now it's a uh, version two of Power Africa going on. So that time I was interested, but I didn't know how to get in, and, and I was excited about it. But I was busy, uh, you know, real st- uh, I think the economy was down at that time. You know, uh, you remember we were coming out from recession. Uh, so, and I was starting, I didn't have, uh, I was starting my uh, family at that time. So we just get my, my wife and I get, get married at that time. So I didn't have time, but then so I took a detour, then came back, I think uh, in 2017, uh, I had a friend in Sweden, I was chit-chatting, and he wants to do something about renewable energy. And I was I said, hey, maybe I want to do solar since you're interested. So that's how I get into it. So. You had a friend in Sweden, and I want to gloss over this. Like, who's the friend? How did, what was the conversation about? And then how did it get in? How did you move forward somewhat rapidly into developing the first ever PAYGO system for Somalia? We used to be uh, friends a long time ago, so we haven't cut up so finally. And somehow, you know, now you are connected in WhatsApp. You know, it's easy to connect yeah. people. You don't is, have this, to. is this a friend from Sweden or a friend from Somalia that was living from, in Sweden? From Sweden, yeah. Okay, got he's, it. He's originally from Somalia and, 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 and lived in Sweden a long got time it. ago. Uh, he's in the media. So, but he was going back and forth in Somalia to do some kind of a renewable energy. But I think uh, he tried. The solar cooker didn't work out and he tried several projects never worked so i said maybe uh we should try solar you know powering solar with the people and i think initially was my plan was um because my again going back to my postgraduate i've done a sustainability irrigation system based on uh using uh lifting water uh, uh using a water bump as a right. day during the night and something like that so I want to use a solar pump. That was the, that's how I want, I want right. to do it. Going back to, <laughs> going back to your connection with uh, water resource management. The Again, idea, exactly. Yeah. yeah the, the idea was how could we leverage solar to right. power pumps for farming in Somalia? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So to continue. So while I was doing that, so I've, connected with another friend who was uh, I haven't heard from him back in uh, almost 10 years and and he had a farm and business there and I said you know hey I want to do this project solar pump 
uh, let's start it. As we were planning, I mean, it took a little bit longer because the, the constructability. I think it took about a month or something. It, I mean, I mean, we haven't even started, but it, we have the. But the money was getting, you know, costlierers, you know, because I was new to this thing. Then accidentally, I don't know. Uh, he told me a story that there is this lady who didn't have uh, uh, electricity. She, lo- I mean, the the power utility folks cut off her utility because she couldn't pay. And I was like, what do you mean? And he told me she was paying like $50 a month. And I was like, are you serious? And how, how many, uh, you know, how much was, was her usage and that kind of thing. And I think it, it turned out it was like $2 per kilowatt. So I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I need to do something. So I, st- I developed a small, uh, I think about uh, 250 watt solar system that can yeah. power uh, basically her uh, TV for five hours, fan and computer. She had like ten kids. She had ten kids. Yes, <laughs> ten kids. So let me go. Let me sh- make sure I'm understanding. So your friend, who you're trying to build the solar farm or the solar pumping for uh, for farm applications project right. with, uh, you're trying to find the resources. You're trying to get the information together, and in the meantime, he the same guy reaches out and says, "Hey, there's this lady who's really struggling." Yes. So, because we got late, delayed, so he said, there's this lady who's struggling, and, and, and that's how I started. And so we developed that 250-watt system, solar system, and it worked out for her. I mean, it didn't cost me about probably, I'll say, 300 to $350, something right. like that. Okay. With the liver. So I designed everything from here and just sent how did you? The, how did you know how to design it? Just because you're an engineer? So, you... uh, <laughs> if I tell you, you'll be shocked. I just Google. Yeah? I learned myself because I... I'm a civil engineer. I have an electricity background, how to build a solar system. And basically all kind of things comes up and you have to do you remember who? Through. Do you remember who your, who your uh, main trainer was? Like who's the guy that you finally, or, or gal? <laughs> think, who's the I person think, uh, that? Well, the, the best site I found was Energypedia, something like that. You go through and it will tell you steps by steps. And it's really, it, it, I mean, now it got better before it was all messy, but <laughs> I have to dig deeper and, and you know, um, the basic thing is, you know, power is equal to value, uh, volt, voltage multiplied by current. So if you start with that basic and how to transition, how to, uh, how much amperes you need, how many batteries you need, that, sure. that kind of gets it in. So using Energypedia, you came up with all of the things in the, in the bill of materials that you needed to order? Yes. And, and the, the trick part is when you come up all design, so that's by design, right? In practical in Somalia, let's say if you buy 100 watt, it's only efficient 50%. So, so figuring so, out how to serve the load. Exactly. What's the it was, system size that you need? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, I didn't know that till when they installed it, they were kind of, a, hey, it's not sufficient. And so I was like, no, it has to work. So it was shutting. It, suppose we designed it for the TV five hours, right? Uh-huh. It wasn't working it was working like three hours what kind of batteries did you suggest uh, i think i've used uh lithium like car batteries uh, yeah I, I mean initially it was a car battery i i mean i wanted a, a lithium but i went with the car battery fast forward the system is installed it's working when did the idea that this could become a business sort of germinate for you so what happened is uh, and i said okay maybe we should start doing survey so we start doing survey. I like data. I mean, I need to know if I, before I start any business, it's better to have a data and it's very critical in this, especially in renewable energy, solar. Uh, so we knocked every door. I mean, I think it's a, probably 
300,000 inhabitants in that uh, area. But we took some samples. And wait, so wait, wait. You, had to, you knocked on 300,000 doors? No, no, no. I'm mean, uh-huh. talking about the, the city. The folks live there is about 300,000. Uh, so probably, I don't know how many households are going to come. But we went there and, and knocked every door, I mean, as much as we can, about probably, I think, 100 to 200. And so we collected mm-hmm. data, for example, their income. People don't like to talk about it. It's kind of news. Like people get used to it. The problem is it was very challenging because they think you are an uh, NGO. Somalia is, as you know, is a, uh, it's not a fragile state came from civil war. Yeah. So people get used to a lot of in the rural area, mostly in NGO. So we'll just collect their data and say, you know, what's your income? Uh, how many lights you use? What? Uh, distributory or electric power or utility system you use, how many hours you use. So that's the key. People uh, in Somalia, what I, I was told is that time, people were paying about, they told me 65 cents. But when I calculated the data, it looks it's not because they were- 65 cents what, per kilowatt hour? Per kilowatt hours, exactly. Uh-huh. And it wasn't because they were limited. For example, they were fixated to use certain appliance, certain time. So they were not getting their actual kilowatt they're supposed to get. So the right. utility folks were really smart. They were tricking the people to use six. They were thinking 65 cents. Actually, when we started, uh, when, while we were doing the, uh, the survey, at that time, it was $1. So because they heard about us and another company was coming, they dropped the rate to 65 cents. Wow. Right away. That was the challenge because people, you know. Wait, I want to make sure that we're capturing, we're, we're understanding <laughs> this. Like, Simply by creating a business that could offer a competitive, uh, provide a competitive offer to the, I'm guessing, state-owned or at least regional. Um, yeah, it's, not, a, it's a, you know, uh, it's a private. It's not, there's yeah, no grid but it's, there. But, right. it's, but it's a monopoly. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you were able to affect a 35% reduction in cost. Yeah, just like that. It was kind of surprising. I didn't Overnight. know because people are coming and say, can you guys drop the you know the utility for us? What can yeah. you do? Like they were so excited. So we were we said we're just collecting data. We're not sure. We know we're not company. We're just, we're just collecting data. Wow. So when we collect the data, and I've kind of uh, uh, put it into a chart to kind of see the map how it looks like in the environment, uh, how how people they spend their money and 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 how much they spend on electricity and in their income. Uh, so the way I figured out, I've seen the Beigo in Kenya, which Makoba and Mavisil and other folks use. Mm-hmm. I found out that, first of all, you need to find out if this person can afford what you are selling, right? Yeah. That has to start. I think that's the big, the first challenge was the, this model, Beigo. So if you start with the low-income people, right, the challenge will be that you'll have a higher default and you won't, they won't be able to pay. Right. That's guarantee. So the way I started was I targeted people who were making $500 a month and above. People working with the NGOs, people who have two shops. So we, we kind of developed some kind of a, a category uh, who's supposed to be in this program. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started. And, and that's how we market it. Help me understand. Walk me through the process that you and your team went through and maybe even how you are, are forming that team of deciding Here's the product that we're going to offer. How did you bring in partners or decide on the, uh, on the actual architecture of the system you're going to deploy? 
when we developed and collected data and, and we found out how much each person is spending, average, uh, average family was spending between uh, $10 to $15. Uh, the maximum was $30 to $50. So, those, so there are folks who use more appliance and folks who just use light. That's it. Nothing else. So that's how we break it down. So we developed two systems. One is called, and you can see on my website, is Power One system, which is 150 watt. And the other one is a 300 uh, watt system. Mm -hmm. And so basically 150 watt system doesn't include, um, includes TV, but it's a very short, like two hours, three hours. So yeah. People don't want, they just want light. That's all. They don't care anything yeah. else because they're, so now those people can afford to pay uh, Bego as a $5 to $6 to $8 per month. And other uh, folks can pay between 10 to $15 or 25, sorry, 25 to $40 per month. So our payment system, we decided to finish it in one year, 24, I mean, minimum uh, one year up to maximum one year and a half. This is the software? Not the software. So now I'll, I'll get back to the infrastructure. So the Bego beauty is there's online Bego and there's offline Bego. So the Bego online, which is mostly used by Macoba and Mombusil and other folks, is use Internet of Things, which uses mobile and connects and people directly you can remotely control. The challenge, so I want re I was really excited about that technology because I'm somebody who loves technology because it reduces your cost, you know that. But because you have to look at the practicality point of view, right? When you're investing. As a small company, self-funded, uh, and I don't have a debt financing or any other, uh, you know, big bank backing me up. So, what I did is went with uh, how, what kind of, what's the cheapest technology we can use. There's no way we can use the technology because number one, Somalia has a, uh, in three mobile services. Okay, they are not regulated. They can shut off any time. So, the let me take one one step back. The folks who are running uh, the mobile business also running the utilities companies. Also, so it's a kind of monopoly system you are fighting against. It's not easy. Let's say if you start this business of Bego using online, not offline, using online with the Internet of Things and machine to machine, basically they can sh and they won't. Oh, the other thing is they don't. They won't allow you to use to bring your own software and integrate into their system. They will never allow you to do that. So there are so many barriers to do that technology in addition to the cost. So that's why we decided an offline Bego, basically an agent, and I think several uh, in Africa use those technologies. And you can send an agent to go and collect the money. And the beauty in Somalia, we have a mobile system through EV, it's called EVC. So when when the, the bill is due, we send them a text message, and it'll remind them, hey, your time's up. I mean, it's time to pay, and they will either be five days delay or something, they will pay automatically through EVC. So you'll get your what's money EV, through... What's EVC? It's called electronic uh, something uh, voucher system. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it's, it's, it's very uh, similar to in used in Kenya, Mabesa. I don't know if you heard that. 
Yeah. I think yeah, uh, a lot of Macoba taking advantage of that one as well too. That's the the uh, our story how we started in in getting into that market of Beko in Somalia. But it's kind yeah. of different than um, uh, I want to Kenya. Yeah, and I want to make sure when you say you're saying Beko, what you're referring to is is Pago, a pay, pay as, as you go. go. Right. Yeah, pay, yeah, pay as you go. And I really appreciate the distinction because I'd not I'd not really heard anyone break down the differentiation between on online and offline pay as you go. Exactly. You've got yeah, you've got companies like Solaris and Bbox mm-hmm. and Mcopa right. that that provide these pay as you go solutions, the kind of out Excellent. of you know, off the shelf, out of the box. You know, now there are a ton uh 5 years ago when we were all looking at what this what could this look like, there were, you know, a handful. You've gone with the offline version, but you still have to integrate tech into the offline version. Um, the only tech we are using was only that mobile system, which we have to automatically set them up. And I think that was the most affordable and cheapest way we can live with uh, and, and, and to continue our uh, um, <laughs> off-grid uh, electrification. Got it. Right. Uh, at, at this point, how many customers has Power Off-Grid Africa? Is it called Power Off-Grid Africa or Power Off-Grid? Just Power Off-Grid? Power Off-Grid, just Power Off-Grid. How many customers have you served? So we started initially with uh, 10 for the pay as you go mm. program but then we shifted to the, the the challenge with the pay as you go is that most customers want don't want to have that contract you know uh though it's beneficial they don't understand because number one you have to they're not aware of the solar system even so mm-hmm. it takes time right. so we shifted towards the equity financing with farmers who need solar pump solar pumps yep yeah, so those pushed us, but then we gave uh, on the commercial side as well too. Folks who have uh, you know uh, big m- machines or have restaurants and those kind of big folks. So, mm-hmm. th- so we diversified our business from small bago for households to farmers to commercial. So basically, so I think there's a data there. Uh, the total as of today, I think is going up still. It's about uh, 1,200 people we have electrified. And so that's, uh, and not our, uh, the beauty in our uh, customers is in Somalia, uh, I'll give you data. Average person uses about 40 to 50 kilowatt hours, mm. kilowatt hours per year. Per That's year? Per year, yes. I'm serious. I know it's, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a shock, but you can look up on that. In Africa, again, in Africa as a general, average person uses about 500 kilowatt per hour, okay, per year. Now, our customers were getting above 700 kilowatt and above, and some of them were getting about 1,000 or 1,500. So we are way ahead than anybody. You mentioned you integrated equity financing, uh, and that you that you finally did get the program going to service these the farmers. But then you have a problem problem that the farmers don't have ready cash. They don't have cash available, and there's no banking system actually. So yeah. they have what in Somalia uh, we are blessed with uh, uh, livestock. Yeah, we have uh, about forty million livestock. What's the population of humans? Uh, 12 million. <laughs> 12 million. So about three <laughs> yes. times more livestock than humans. Exactly. So the way I supposed to think outside the box was, because this was really, because I need to find some kind of financing. In Somalia, because of lack of infrastructure, 
we have so much droughts. Folks in livestock, uh, folks who are uh, nomads, they have livestock and 50% of their no, uh, livestock uh, dies because of the drought and whatnot. Wow. So the way I came was, uh, since they're going to lose anyhow, might as well introduce something called uh, goat for kilowatt hours. What I goat, mean by that goat yes. for kilowatt hours. Yes. So what I mean is that I want to exchange their goat for solar. I mean, it's basically they have an asset, but it's a debt. So that debt asset, I want to change it to a capital to finance our solar system and they can finance themselves as well too. So you have to use some kind of economic behavior because people, you cannot just go, hey, give me your gold, I'll give you solar. They'll say, get, get out of here. I mean, they value livestock more than anything. They'll say, are you crazy? So the way I approached was, hey, I have this solar system and you need uh, light and you don't have anything and you don't have financing, but you have a livestock, a goat. I will value two or three goats for 100 watt system because if you don't use that goat now, 50% it will die. 20% it might be sacrificed for newborn baby or somebody wedding. Okay? So basically this whole goat thing you have is only have a 30% value. Then they'll be like stepping back. Oh, okay, I haven't seen. So they'll say, okay, give me one day. They'll come back and say, I think I, I can sacrifice that. So one guy started, it was a magnet basically. He exchanged two goats with, I think, because that guy was very hard on us. So he gave us two, uh, two goats and he took 300 solar watt. <laughs> wow. So the way I did is I told him it's not the value wasn't the same because the goat price varies. During the drought season, it's maybe $35. Okay? 35 yeah. $35. During the you know, rainy season, it's about between 100 to 150 dollar yeah okay because it was during the drought we told him we can use your goat as a 70 percent down payment right mm. and the rest you pay off in six months as a maybe you'll give us ten ten dollar to twenty dollar just like that so but we set him up uh, a charging hub place a business where people just come in so you gave him a separate business absolutely we, yeah. we, because, because we, they're nomadic. Have, I don't, that was what exactly. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. He, he was interested. As I said, I don't want you just use it for light. You are in, uh, I mean, no man's land. You might as well. There's so many nomads who are just stop, who can stop by and charge their phone, uh, use for uh, for uh, radio stuff like that. And it was really good business for him. So socioeconomically, you gave him a physical location. Does that change his nomadic lifestyle? Definitely, the guy probably was making uh, a dollar a day. A dollar? With, uh, yeah, I mean, basically from whatever he gets from. I Charging. mean, so, yeah, no, 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 not the the before we start with the uh, the goat for kilowatt. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. His lifestyle. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, he because he uses the goat milk, right, to sell it. Doesn't have a lot of milk and whatnot. He went from a dollar to five dollar a day, <laughs> like that. Seriously, I mean, and does I mean, he? Well, I guess I'm wondering, does he move around still as a as a as a nomad with the goats, or is he now? No, like, now he's very stable. You know, that's that's a very good question. In Africa, a lot of nomads, these livestock folks, they move around because of climate change and lack of infrastructure. What happened is because of depletion of resources. You know, uh, water war happens. People fight, conflict. You know, mm -hmm. people die. Now this guy doesn't have to go anywhere. You know, he's making money now. Yeah. 
stays and he stays with his uh, goat. It doesn't go a lot. How often are you going back to Somalia? So I haven't uh, went back to Somalia for very, very long time. You've never, think, so you've never visited your customers? Never. I have an amazing team that I work with day and night. And that's, we are in a global world, so everything is on your... How, uh, how, um, how, do you, how do you manage that team? How did you build that team? When I started, it was very challenging uh, because the, the, the first guy who was working with me, luckily he was a utility manager. He owned his own utility electric company. So he knows the field. That was one part. But then to do the business, you know, you know, on the farming side and, and the commercial and it gets, you know, because when you go above one kilowatt or things, it's not the same as just doing Google or anything like that. So you have to do a little bit different design and approach. So luckily I found uh, my partner who's now uh, also a co-founder with me in Chico Baigas. His name is uh, Abdullah Malin. He is a Norwegian Somali industrial engineer uh, in, in particular and also master's in electronic engineering. He was running oil companies in Norway with the uh, internet of things and he, he, he's a, a technology. Actually, he started his own solar company. He was making about uh, 300K a year. In, in Somalia. Yeah, in Somalia. In Somalia because he was doing commercial way. He was really good at it because he started very early uh, but it failed. He had a partnership with folks but I mean, I didn't say, I won't say fail, but the business stopped. Right. Literally. Dried up, yeah. The marketing is the issue. Yeah. How you approach and diversify. While he was around, he, he, I mean, I was looking for somebody to train my staff, right? And somebody introduced me to him and said, hey, maybe this guy can help you to... I said, why? Okay. So that's how we get into it. So while he was in, uh, you know, training, we, I think we hold... Uh, two weeks course, you know, intensive course, uh, invited a lot of youth in, in Mogadishu and other areas in Somalia. And basically, uh, after he's done, I said, you know, what are you doing? He said, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't sure. I might go back to Norway. I said, you know, why don't you come and join us to off-grid and become a warrior? <laughs> are you funding this whole thing out of your pocket? Yes. You raise no money? No. no. Uh, I've used, because uh, I have a real estate uh, investment. So uh -huh. I've kind of uh, sold some of my <laughs> real how much, estate. How much have you invested in Power Off Grid today? Power Off Grid, I'll say about uh, somewhere uh, 70000 And that includes being able to, uh, now from, I guess, the revenues and plus that 70000 you're able to pay your partner's salary and keep him interested in sticking around. Exactly. You, the, the, you, I mean, you aren't taking a salary. No, no, I'm not taking. And also, they are not taking salary. They are taking part of uh, by projects, pay by project. That's how I, I'm, I'm doing it. And, and they are sticking with me because the goal is long term. And that's only the 70K is only uh, power of grid. As you know, I have built another biogas yeah, company. So bio, yeah. that's, that's another money too. So, so total, I think today, as today, I think I'm somewhere around 120K since 2017. Are you a solar contractor who wishes you could simply cut down on those time-consuming site visits? Our friends over at Aurora Solar, an InRail validated sales and design software, can help you with that. Determine solar access, design the PV system, forecast energy production and bill savings, and present a compelling proposal, all without leaving the office. You know there's a special offer if you're a Suncast listener, and clearly you are, for a limited time, you can get a free Aurora Solar license. 
with the first annual license that you purchase. That's right, a BOGO. Buy one, get one. Visit Aurora Solar at info.aurorasolar.com forward slash suncast to learn more. You can also jump to the mysuncast.com website and click on the Aurora Solar banner on the homepage. It's not obvious to someone who's listening to the show how or why you came to be a guest on Suncast. I'll illuminate that. Gulad is persistent. He said something that I hope you caught, which is marketing is the issue. <laughs> there are a lot yeah. of ideas. Execution is the first step, taking that idea into the world. But many companies dry up, as we put it, because they lack the business savvy to know how to market what it is they've created. And it's that marketing that attracts your customers to you. And that also attracts talent to you, right? To work on your team. What do you feel you've been able to redeploy into your entrepreneurial ventures as uh, mental models or tools that you've learned through your time as a, as a real estate entrepreneur? So one of the things in, uh, and I think it's general in everywhere, but in Africa, mostly the challenge is uh, risk, right? De-risking. And, 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 and most investors or donors, everybody will ask uh, de-risking. And one of the things I've learned from uh, real estate is that safe risk. I mean, if, if there, you can take a uh, risk, but it has to be safe. The way you approach was that you have to get data. And data is the really key. You have to know who is your customer and what they can afford. If you don't connect that, then it's very difficult to sell that product. And I mean, you can sell it. I mean, it might look the first time sexy and look like and whatever you're doing it and, and investors will jump in. But at the end of the day, the key is uh, sustaining that business model. The way is to reduce risk is diversify. And that's what I've, I've done in my, for example, in real estate, uh, the way I've done is if you buy a rental property that is a single family house, right? It's only one income. But if you buy duplex, it's what? Two, Two incomes, income. right? Yeah. So one will pay the mortgage of the loan and one is your profit, profit your bucket. So that, and my, my real estate investment is only duplex or triplex mm-hmm. or above. Cannot be single family so how do you extrapolate that, which is a very savvy uh, real estate investment strategy that's pretty, that's fairly common for those who move into real estate investing here in the U.S. It's a hyper-competitive market for duplex and triplex, triplex uh, acquisitions. How do you leverage that concept of de-risking into uh, a pay-as-you-go off-grid solar company? Right. So the way I've done is uh, mostly in the solar companies in Africa is uh, asset financing ah, and okay. mostly used with the debt financing. But I've switched the, the model went after equity. A person who has a goat has equity, right? So you can use that goat. The farmer uh, who wants a solar pump has a land, right? Mm. The way we approach is we'll say, hey, farmer number one, we'll give you a solar pump, right? But I'm going to share 50% of your harvest for the next six, eight months, whatever you are harvesting. I'll take that. In the meantime, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rent part of your land and develop a honeybee business for you. And we will share that as a 50-52 for the long term. Or a poultry farm too, uh, selling chicken eggs and whatnot. So we'll bring uh, incubators that use solar. You're effectively leveraging a local customer's assets to create new income streams from which you can siphon value, right? Like you can 
split revenues with them to pay back the asset that you have effectively loaned them in kind. Right. I mean, it's like just uh, any any banker, right? Uh, either, uh, right, but banks, okay, sure, but banks don't go in <laughs> to the farm and say, we're going to set up a separate business so that we can ensure we have a revenue stream. But but they know how much you can pay and how, I mean, for example, and they will look at their, your credit and make sure you are really worth the investment. So of course. For me, uh, the way I look is if this farmer, how many goats he has, the land, how many harvests, because I, I know uh, as a water resource manager and as a background, I know how much his farm can, I mean, produce his yield. So he cannot go around with me. So I, I know the business of it as well, too. So that's the only way. There, there's no, you have to diversify to finance your project as well, too. What do you feel like has been the thing that has stood most in your way? Like maybe we would couch it as the hardest thing about starting this business. But what surprised you about this venture? The awareness part. I mean, people, if you say, hey, I'm going to give you a solar system that uses the sun, right? Mm -hmm. And you will pay off this system for the rest of your life. You don't have to worry about utility system, right? They won't buy it. <laughs> you can't sell it. because, and I, and I found out is because they have a local grid system in front of them. So why will they trust you? That, that, so you, the awareness part, that was the challenge that stood out for me. But the other part was how I convinced uh, and, uh, the uh, nomads, the livestock folks, to adapt into uh, exchanging their livestock with a solar system, which is the first time in the world have been done as a business model. So the awareness and education piece of the sales process, I mean, this goes back to marketing is the issue and data collection is key. Is this simply, you know, sell them the sizzle, not the steak? Or how do you get them over the hump from, yeah, we already have a distributor who provides us electricity. Why should we work with you? What, what was it that is the key? The biggest piece was, uh, which we've got it from the data was the affordability. It's resilient. You'll be off the grid. Nobody cares. Mm. Uh, but when you say you're currently paying a dollar, I'll, I'll sell it to you for 65 cents. Actually, dollar is nothing. It's $2, actually. $2 per kilowatt hour. Okay, so the price has gone <laughs> up? No, okay. no, no. Actually, that in, when I calculated the data I've collected, actually, each customer was paying literally a dollar. 50 cents to $2 per kilowatt hour. Right, because as you said, what the, what the utility was saying was, uh, here's your stated price, it's a dollar. But when you actually drill down to what they're paying for what they get delivered, right. it was closer to $2. Okay. Exactly. And, and so you're going in and saying, hey, you know what, I'll cut the price of what you're actually getting in right. half. Absolutely. I see. So savings is ultimately the, the conversion model. You clearly are a well-educated, uh, thoughtful person, I believe that leaders are readers and readers are leaders. I'd love to hear what books have impacted you and similarly, what books you recommend or gift to others. So uh, one of my uh, favorite writer uh, and a book I've read is uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, David and Glyde. What I love about Malcolm Gladwell is um, I'm a big fan of his books and writing. Is He's a data freak. Okay. He is. He, he takes. I mean, journalist. I mean, journalism. He took a different level, and I've never seen something in my life like that. I mean, and that's the beauty. It doesn't. You don't have to be data science. Mm -hmm. You just have to use that data and analyze it and kind of mine it and show it. It's like he makes the 
writing into data. So it's like a data speaking to you. And that is the uh, what I like. And I really, I'll recommend anyone to read his books. The other one, uh, I think, is uh, uh, Power of Habits. I don't know, Power Habits. I don't yeah. remember. Mm-hmm. It's Dewey. amazing. We are humans. We have habits different than us, you know. And when you're doing business, you need that uh, to know people' habit, how they behave, you know. And the other ones are, uh, I think, uh, I cannot uh, remember. Uh, it's a psychology, but in mostly related with uh, behavior, economic behavior, and whatnot. But it's a think fast and something like that. I don't remember, but I think it's, it's called think book. think fast and slow. Exactly. That you got me. That is. You have to read that, and and that's that should be a psychology uh, bible. And there's one book I, I will really uh, recommend since folks who are in, interested uh, uh, investing in Africa, uh, it's called Dead Aid, something like that. Dead Aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of this one. I think that's must. So, what's next for Power Off Grid? How, where where are you going from here? So. As I mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to move to towards uh, uh, utility smart, mm-hmm. uh, basically changing the utility, right. make it smart, basically more renewable energy, more mini grids, uh, wind yeah. grids, kind of thing. And, and basically, there are a bunch of utility companies, but I want to show them the other side. I think they are interested, but they are afraid. And and I think which my which with my experience I think I can change. And currently there's one in one small city who has a uh, about uh, seven households. He's using a diesel system, which is a, a hundred kilowatt uh, system. He's to having. power seven households. Yeah, and so w- what we are trying to do is convert that system to uh, renewable energy mm. uh, hybrid. But at the same time, what we want to do is kind of a little bit uh, tricky. We want to build a power of grid market within his community, okay? Where people can rent, for example, a fridge, right? Uh, if they are selling, so let's say, uh, milk, right? They don't have a very fridge, right? They need a freezer, right? So otherwise, when they've done that during the day, uh, after day, they, they pretty much throw away the milk or the meat or the fish. We'll tell them, hey, come here, pay a little bit, and stay here. So we have the power and everything. You rent it. It's kind of a business model, kind of a, I'll say, energy for growth. That's the next level. I'm, I'm, uh, that's where I'm going. Well, how can the Suncast Nation, Suncast Tribe, keep tabs on what it is that you're doing? What are the Twitter handles we should be following? The power of grid, uh-huh. just one word. And also uh, my Twitter handle, uh, which is uh, Gulet Willick. C-G-U-L-E-D-W-I-L-I-K. L-I-Q. Oh, I-Q. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and what about the website? The website folks can visit? So the website is uh, www.power-offgrid.com. Very good. Well, you've got a, a ready audience here uh, listening to your message today. Anything that you might have as an ask of the Suncast audience? How can we help? You know, the biggest challenge I have, uh, I think it's an opportunity, especially build a small factory that produce solar system. It will be nice because, and I'll give you an example, is because uh, to buy solar from China, we have to go to China. And that takes about uh, two months process to reach Somalia. And East Africa, that's the, I think there's a huge opportunity. I've talked to, I've tried to communicate through uh, first solar folks. 
with yeah. the power Africa, but I think they need a minimum, some kind of um, five megawatts. Yeah. But I think that's not, I think they should go and take that a little bit risk. And, and really, yeah. there's a huge well, opportunity. There are, yeah, there are, there are other companies. Uh, Seraphim uh, has a, a factory down in South Africa. There are companies like Canadian Solar that have their own oh. off-grid products. Okay. Um, perhaps uh, it's simply, hey, Suncast Tribe, help us think through what sort of resources could we bring to bear to help our off-grid uh, reach more folks more quickly and more equitably in Africa. Well, uh, let's end today, Gulid, as we always do with a bold prediction. What one thing do you see happening in the market? And perhaps this is the global market that nobody else is tracking. What's in your crystal ball? So the next two technologies, I would say, will make a huge strife uh, and, 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 and very attractive uh, business uh, environment. It will be uh, one is electric cars, electric bikes. Electrify everything. Electrify, really. Yeah. It's, uh, and I think there's a lot of companies that are getting into that. And I think it's a huge market in Africa. And I think I will say uh, Suncast family and listeners to think about that. The other technology is uh, biogas, which we already started. Uh, yeah. Clean cooking. There are three billion people in the world that doesn't have access to clean cooking. Wow! And in Somalia, because we are blessed with uh, livestock, <laughs> and so we can create the biogas from the waste of the right. uh, livestock, and it's abundant. And that's why we want to use it for clean cooking and also for electrification. So huge yeah. opportunity. Very interesting. We'll have to have you back on to talk about GECO Biogas another time. Right. We've been talking with Gulid Ahmed, founder of Power Off Grid, solar entrepreneur, and uh, an all-around uh, kick-ass entrepreneur. Thank you so much for your time on Suncast. Thank you, Nico, uh, for uh, inviting me to the program. And I think it was fun interview, uh, and I loved it. Well, that's a wrap on today's conversation, Warrior, but the discussion doesn't have to end here. Oh, no. I hope that you were inspired by this episode. If you were, we would love to hear from you. As I mentioned, Gulet and I met through hashtag energy Twitter, so it's fitting that we carry on a conversation there with you as well. Would you mind posting your thoughts on LinkedIn or Twitter and tagging Gulet and myself? You could also find and comment on LinkedIn posts that I've made for this episode. We're eager to hear your thoughts on how the Africa solar market is scaling. Any comparisons or insights that you'd like to add? Anybody else you'd like to tag and suggest that we interview? As always, you can find the Twitter handles and other resources and highlights from these discussions on the blog at mysuncast.com. Just click on the Listen link to see the episodes page, and there you'll get the show notes, social media, and website links, and other goodies covered in this and every other episode. And while you're there, I do hope you'll check out the Suncast Tribe, where you can be part of my inner circle of solar warriors and trusted advisors. Get access to our private Slack group for members only. Click that member button and gain access to the Uncut Interviews, Tribe Exclusives, and other goodies that don't make the public Suncast feed. Of course, when you subscribe to our newsletter, you'll be notified when the next episode is out. Hey, speaking of next, do tune in next week where we'll meet Jonathan Budd, visionary founder of a company called Power, which I'm calling on-the-ground sales enablement and lead generation on steroids. You won't want to miss this one. It's a very interesting conversation with a guy who is moving over to the solar industry, or has rather, from network marketing and is one of the best in the business. Well, I truly value your investment here each and every week. 
Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.